0: Nate, quick, do the intro. <laughs> oh,
1: do you, it. You got me. You startled me. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We are doing another mini episode, unbuttoned three, baby. And I couldn't think of anything that rhymed with that, but that's okay. Here it's we are.
0: unbuttoned. We're going hard this episode. If there's gonna be a button, it's gonna be und really fast. Und. It's an unbuttoned. It's gonna be unbuttoned. We're gonna oh. do something a little different this time. Uh, we'll still give you those spicy show recommendations as well as album yeah Yeah. music. um but we're also gonna cover some news stuff because i think that'd be fun like fun thing in the news number one uh drake bell from
1: drake and josh confirmed groomer oh yeah that's just such a that's such a heartbreaker because i mean a lot of people grew up now I don't, I don't want to say idolizing the guy, but they 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 saw him. He in was a, in he a, was a heartthrob. Light. He, he was, was a... a Nickelodeon heartthrob, <laughs> and everybody loved him. And apparently, he just uh, abused that power, abused that status he had. From what I read, shit.
0: yeah. <laughs> from what I read, it's, it's it was a long time. He like met a twelve year old oh, at oh a concert, God. and it's been going on for seven years.
1: Fuck this guy.
0: Yeah, for real, I I did read something crazy. I misread it actually, where it's a. I was looking into the story um, and it was a different article, but it's the title read the first warning sign of Drake Bell was when he announced he was a Latin performer. <laughs> a Latin, You know what? I, I
1: was unaware of that whole thing. See, okay. And I run into this a lot with, with my friends. Cause I'm, I'm kind of the older one in the group and I was just a little bit too, just a little bit too old. To watch like Drake and Josh, and but like all of you like you and Sal and Curtis, and then like oh yeah, Drake and Josh all day, all day. And I was just it was just a little too it was a little you're after a little, my time. Yeah. I'm a little older, it's, so. and it's like not by much, years. like two years. Yeah, but in like in television viewing, and that like is a long when time. You're, when you're like when you're like what nine, that's a big. Possibly. It's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. Two years is a is a big difference. And two years
0: is uh exactly what he got. He's well, he's on a. Uh, probation for two years and i think it was two thousand hours of community service and can't talk to the
1: girl anymore uh yeah i feel like that should be the first thing i maybe it was maybe it was the first thing but probably yeah, hopefully that's really messed up man yeah and i, I saw the video of him like con- just confessing to all of it just pled guilty Ugh. to everything there Ugh, you excuse go excuse me thank you um More burps another thing in the news um did you hear about bob odenkirk bob odenkirk was you, is that what you're gonna say yeah, that's what i was gonna say so, uh,
0: our like one of our favorite actors maybe yep. he's an all right yeah a, he's good no, he's great, great. great. nobody's starved nobody but he's perfect uh, <laughs> did that thing again perfect. you did it yeah. you did so he yeah. really <laughs> did do it <laughs> <laughs> oh i hate myself <laughs> me too you do. You do. You introduce the story. I did the last one. Oh,
1: Okay. <laughs> so Bob Odenkirk collapsed on the set of uh, the latest and I think last season mm-hmm. of Better Call Saul, and some people are speculating that it might be heat stroke. Probably. Um, because well, I saw a whole conversation online. It was like, oh, but he was inside, it, but this, like they were also filming and they don't really use air conditioning on a sound stage because they don't want this, the the sound of the air conditioning going on. Uh, it was in New Mexico, so super, super hot. Um, so I, people are just kind of speculating right now. But uh, I've read
0: um, somewhere that people who've worked with him have said he is a insane worker when it comes to uh, his craft. Really? So he might just be overworked and overheated. Either way, uh, our hopefully, best hopefully our best is. thoughts and prayers to uh, the great Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> I'm playing with my, my stomach fat because I don't know what to do with my hands, and Nate's just <laughs> staring at me are you doing this is this is unbuttoned oh baby get used to uh, it no my belly button is about to be und Ew. that's ew, uh, I don't that's want, how growing like the implications <laughs> of
1: that uh, David cross did tweet out something that was both reassuring but also kind of scary he's just he just pretty much said like oh he's like the strongest Bob Odenkirk's like the strongest man I know he can get through this which is like yeah that's great but also like what's going on what what do you
0: is he going you, through that? He has to be the strongest right. man, you know, to get through it. Right,
1: exactly. It's and
0: weird I'm... that it's it's a little kept. It's kept in a little secrecy, because like the implications of that mm. are crazy. Like the character on the show is drinking all the time, and apparently. It was all real alcohol, all oh, real. Wow. So it's it's heavily implied that it was um, alcoholism like, that done him in. Oh, that's so a, I'm wondering because they're not uh, announcing what's up with Bob Odenkirk yet. Is it is it something scandalous? I hope not.
1: Well, I mean, what could be scandalous about passing out on stage? There, I mean, do you think you are you implying that he was like hammered or something?
0: Maybe it could be uh, drugs, uh, you know, withdrawal or any kind of yeah, bullshit reason. I hope
1: that's I hope that's not the case. But he is an older guy. He's fifty-eight he's, or something. No, he's he's got to be like in his sixties. Ah, maybe I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. Either way, our thoughts and prayers are with Bob Odenkirk. Mm-hmm. Great actor, great actor, very funny too. All right, so uh, you want to get into the episode here? You
0: want to start us off? I guess. Is there any news stuff? Do uh, is it is it too much of a hot topic to talk about Simone Biles?
1: Oh yeah, no I. Simone Biles had to back out of the Olympics for her mental health, and honestly, I think that's, that's – that had to be the hardest choice she ever had to make in her life. And absolutely. It, I, if, if you're asking me, is the right choice. Here's something I found out about – not many people talk about this.
0: Simone Biles, like me, and I think also you, have, has a HD, uh, ADHD. ADHD. HDTV? Yep. (laughs) Sure. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And that's something people don't really know is uh, something that comes with ADHD. Something called rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Mm. Um, Short end of that story is that rejection is super scary and it hurts like hell. So I think she made the right choice. She, when you're under that kind of pressure, because when I was watching the Olympics, all I ever heard was Simone Biles, yeah, the greatest, the go, no, yeah. awesome. And when you try and live up to that standard, and you, like, I was watching um her perform right before she walked out. She was not in the right mindset. She was making very rookie mistakes apparently. And when you're just like, I can't do this. I'm not. I'm gonna mess up. I just get out.
1: I'm it was yeah. And I mean, like you said, people just kept hyping her up. Mm-hmm. Like just she couldn't so much. And it was it's too just much weight. So much. To look to to live up to, you know, it's just and I cannot I cannot even begin to imagine the amount of pressure she was under. So, I mean, I yeah, I I 100 percent respect her. And I, I, you know, I one of the things that I've been seeing lately is people saying that she's getting a lot of hate. But honestly, what I'm seeing more of and this is kind of refreshing is are a lot of people supporting her decision. I've seen more people supporting her decision than saying, yeah. "Oh, what's wrong with you? you? Suck it up or anything." Mental health is a great right. Was, you know, I, some I haven't seen I haven't seen any of those posts, but then again, I don't really interact with people like that. But I, uh, I see it if if it was if I see it like this. If I went on the
0: TV show "Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader," I don't think I would win. <laughs> but what I would do instinctively would be to beat up the fifth grader because people can say i'm not smart but they won't be able to say i'm not stronger than a fifth grader
1: <laughs> What the fuck does that have to do with anything I What's wrong do with you?
0: Not no, i thought it <laughs> It's the exact same situation if you really think about it. You're afraid of
1: I mean, failing. are you <laughs> saying that Simone Biles couldn't kick all of our asses cuz that's definitely true. She could beat the living shit out of all of us. Of course,
0: us. she's have you seen the greatest gymnast yes
1: to ever live yeah true but other than that i can't see any correlation with the fucking stupid ass story you just told (laughs) open your mind a little it's unbuttoned we're
0: here we're doing it let's get let's get to our good old-fashioned unbuttoned topics let's talk about tv and music and then we can answer some questions do you have those questions ready for oh my god well
1: it's been so long since we've done i know what yeah and i do have the questions here i do have the questions okay we'll pull
0: them up at last because i think that's a good way to end uh do you want me to while you're doing your stuff start off uh yeah go ahead okay uh, with it yeah uh you know what i want to hit up with albums first sure i think it's a little different um the album i'm going to talk about is the big freeze by laura stevenson laura stevenson uh, if you are uh, following our uh playlist she pops up a bunch. Laura Stevenson is, I found her like the other, like two years ago when I was uh, working midnights at 3 a.m. Just, I'm at the break room. I am, just, all enthusiasm for just living is just gone from my body <laughs> because I'm working 12 a.m. to 8 a.m. almost a every day in a factory with shitty country music playing all the time. <laughs> And then Laura Stevenson's song came out on my recommended, and it was Living Room New York, which is on this album. And there is just something, and it's something happening. All emotion and life just, like, shot through my body. I'm like, whoa, that's what it's like to live again. I forgot. (laughs) It's not like it's—most of the songs we review, most of the albums, they're very hard rock punk songs, and she— Actually, had most of her songs are, would be classified as punk, but this album is a little softer. This is the kind of stuff you would listen to when you just want to lie down on your bedroom floor and cry and just think about <laughs> existential dread. Oh, good. <laughs> and what is happening with the world? Because that's the kind of music it, that just fuels that kind of mindset, and it's very beautiful. It's very, her, she has like a, a lot of great vocals. She has cellos that are just i'll say it again haunting but it's great oh, okay. i love this album um very
1: atmospheric
0: yes ask atm- <laughs> mark nope atmospheric <laughs> is a great word for it if i could pronounce it on the first try but yeah uh 2019 uh laura stevenson also used to w- work with um another great rocker who is on our uh playlist jeff rosenstock oh cool who just announced a door i guess
1: Oh, really? And I would like to see him, too. Is he, is he touring anywhere around us?
0: Uh, in the great scheme of things and how big the universe is, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so but more hard, realistically, yeah. no. He's uh, going to the UK for this big like
1: punk rock oh, festival. Cool, cool, cool.
0: Uh, that's all I have to say for the album. Uh, if you like super cool female singers who are atmospheric and profoundly uh, beautiful in their arrangements, check her out. Laura Stevenson. The Big Freeze.
1: Big Freeze. All right, cool, man. Big Freeze. All right, my album, and anybody who's hung out with me knows that this is one of my very favorite, very favorite albums. Here it comes. Uh, it's Guppy by Charlie Bliss. Didn't think. I would thought you were going to say Cope. Oh, that's another one. Oh, that that'll be on. That'll be on. But Guppy is, and this is not a band a lot of people would automatically think that I would be into. Because they are very, they're they're described as a power pop group, and that's exactly what they are. They're fueled by like really powerful grunge instrumentals, but the lead singer Eva, her her her, her really like ultra high pitched poppy voice and like structuring, really, it's it's super catchy. <laughs> it's super catchy stuff. Is if, is what I'm trying to say.
0: If I could have. Maybe a quarter. Every single time I heard you say, quote, I have such a hard on. F- <laughs> her uh, voice, man.
1: It's crazy. It I'm is just pretty. saying. She's also super attractive. <laughs> but it's not like I'm looking at a picture of her every time I'm listening to her album. There, it's her voice. You are looking at a picture so awesome. of her when you're doing something else, possibly. Oh, my God. Stop. Okay. Stop it. You're getting too unbuttoned. You got to button one up. You got to. This button, is this isn't up. called one button. <laughs> it's called unbutton. Get to my level. And it's it's oh okay no it's it's super. Her voice is 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 super super high pitched, crazy all over the place. But also, Loki very powerful. Loki just... is p- very powerful, oh, but up. this isn't. Stop what Stop derailing. Talking. <laughs> so the band itself is consisted of guitarist vocalist Eva Hendrix, uh, guitarist Spencer Fox, who was the original voice for. Dash in the Invincibles movie. In the I first remember you telling movie, me that. That's Which so is a cool. crazy, crazy little thing. And apparently he gets, sh- like, not shit for it, but he gets asked about it all the time. I imagine. And he's so over it. Just, it's, it's not a part of his life anymore. But, okay. And then Eva's brother, Sam Hendrix on the drums. And then uh, bassist Dan Shure. And the uh, this is Charlie Bliss's okay yeah no, I know what you're gonna say Dan yeah. sure doesn't really sound like it yes. but wait I've got a I've got something better for you so this is Charlie Bliss's debut album and it was fir- the first version of engineered by Justin Pizza Ferrato. <laughs> Pizza he, sound, he sounds like an Italian ver- vampire Pizza Farato Pizza I have that in all caps because i knew that was gonna, i knew you were going gonna gonna, to say it's going to be fake. funny like that's, a fake name. that's that's tying into when i talk about the tv 2016 and actually released in april 21st of 2017 um it's a all i can say is it's deceptively light and airy but completely badass and it, you listen to it you might listen to like one of their more popular songs like percolator off of the off of the album and it's you start listening to it, I'm like, "What the hell? Like this It grows not- on you. It's like, it, one of, the first time I heard it, it was like, "Oh God, what is this poppy bullshit?" But then I started listening to it, mm-hmm. and it's just awesome. It's just grungy as hell, like early '90s grungy, but with this like super pop layout and vocals. It's it's awesome. That's that's all I've got to say. Give it, it a chance. Yeah. Give it I, a chance.
0: There are a good handful of uh, songs from all of their stuff that I do in, enjoy. Their
1: newer album is just purely pop. Yeah, and I is, know you said you are disappointed in that. And I understand why they went that direction, but it just kind of feels like... And they've never made any illusions about like what they're trying to accomplish as a band. Right. They're just trying to get like the catchiest stuff out there. And... With this album, with Guppy, they were trying to also make an indie rock album. So, but in their in their second album, uh, Young Enough, it's just purely pop, and it's there are some there are some hits on there that I appreciate. But, but you just, miss the old sound. I miss the grungeness. That's that how away, I kind of feel you
0: know? about Pup, because their first album was super like garage, oh yeah, very garage punk, and it was great. And their other stuff is also fantastic, but it does feel a little bit more mainstream and produced from what they originally were. Right. But we will do, eventually we got to do a pup episode oh, yeah.
1: because we love them. They we love so them good. so much. They are working on another album I'm I heard. So very excited. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit us with your uh, your show.
0: Okay, I'm not I had nothing prepared and I just kind of decided to talk about to, it. Um, you were speaking of Italian vampires. I'm talking about a vampire TV show called What We Do in the Shadows. Hell yes. Uh, it's, it, it's on FX. It's, they just, um, I think they're almost ready to premiere their third
1: season. They've been kind of teasing like, it. I think it's set to come out in like October or November. That sounds about right. I believe.
0: Uh, it's based on a movie. Yeah. I, w- I don't know. Cause it's not movie length. It's more like a. It's like an hour and a half. Oh, Okay. Uh, uh of the same name. Uh, st- that the, the the movie way different. It stars a uh, Taiko Kiti. Whatiti. Yeah, yeah. Whatiti Torch. Whatiti. Um, Jermaine Clements. Jermaine Clements, and I forget the third gay's name. Everybody does. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> the show stars probably one of the my favorite comedic actors, um, Matt Berry. Yeah.
1: Have you I've seen, seen of Toast of London, Nate. <laughs> it's so underrated. It's so underrated. Please go watch Toast of London. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do for my next show. I'm gonna break away from 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 anime. All right, sorry. That's yeah. That's what I was. Years. I was like, ah, do I want
0: to do another animated show? like cartoons? <laughs> it's got Brenda's song. She's a human girl in a frog world. Things happen, man. <laughs> what the <fuck>? But uh,
1: <laughs> human girl in frog world.
0: <laughs> it's like apparently that was like the um. I won't talk about it because that's what I'm talking, I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. What we do in the, the, the shadows, the so funny, very quotable. I, I, I the la- the other week when I went home, um, I was talking to my brother about it, and we were just quoting it. <laughs> At least season season two is so funny. It is. Uh, it's the whole show is just a great concept. It's a bunch of um, sort of complacent vampires living in New York, but their their mindset is still kind of uh, from the eras of which they were turned uh victorian uh london and then you get one guy uh craig robinson or colin robinson, colin robinson yeah. who is an energy vampire and he just talks like this and he's super boring and that's his whole thing hey i'm getting too much into this but it's a really funny show if you like absurdist comedy that's the whole premise is it's, the whole thing is just absurd it's, it's got a great cast very funny uh both season are <laughs> on
1: can, both seasons are on Hulu
0: buttons that have been on, have drained me of my
1: energy and will. Well, maybe you should have taken your time. I don't know with the unbuttonedness. Maybe anyways. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what well, we do in the shadows. It's a great show. I got to rewatch season two. It's very, cause fun. I watched season one like four times, like back to back. Like I restarted them and watched them all again. I love this. Um, so, okay. So you keep me in line. <laughs> well, it's gonna sound like it's gonna sound like juxtaposed because you're like, ooh, yeah, here's my show, and like, and I'm yeah. like, here's the day that my show was put to ink in manga form. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here I go with that. Anyway, uh, it a, started as a light novel series released online in 2010 and in print of July 2012, written by Kugane Moriyama. Followed by a manga adaptation released in 2014, written by Satoshi Oshio. Uh, Set in the year 2126, the main character is playing a dive, massively multiplayer online role-playing game, or DMMORPG. <laughs> Say that five times fast. D- DMMO no, no. RPG <laughs> being called a dive due to the ability of so I don't know you've seen like a dive like a dive yeah, concept. Yeah, it's it's
0: basically the Matrix stuff. Yeah, you know, you plug yourself yeah. in and then you're in the game. You're in the
1: game. You're in the game. Yeah, exactly. Like Sword Art Online, uh, Shield uh, Shield. What was it?
0: Oh, uh, the Return of the hero,
1: hero Shield Man. Shield Shield Man. Is it Shield Man? Shiro- Shield Hero. Shield Hero. That's, that's what it, it is. Yeah, that's. Yeah, so this is along those lines. Uh, just think of, think of like, World of Warcraft you can live in, essentially. So um, so this game has been running for 12 years at the start of the series, and it's about to shut down, right? So the player is the head of an in-game guild called Einzul Gon, Einzul Gon consisting of 41 members and being the most powerful guild in the game. So he's, like, the end-all be-all. Like, he's the best at this game in the world. Yeah. And...
0: Like every isekai, (laughs) that—that's what your show is. It's an isekai. Oh, okay, yeah. That's what it's called. It's about. It's put it plainly. An isekai is just a guy who gets transported to either like a video game world or a fantasy world, and he is just. Immediately OP and just starts oh, yeah. wrecking shit. That's absolutely he what this is. He has sex with so many women. He has a harem going. He <laughs> fucking starts making phones, even though it's a fantasy world. And he's like, "I'm gonna be rich, powerful,
1: and sexy." <laughs> and
0: that is the basis of uh, every isekai that's well, he doesn't ever. Start
1: off as sexy, but he does have like kind of a weird harem, and I'll get into that. Uh, so the the show starts off with, uh, and his name is. He starts off as Mamonga. It starts off, his name starts off as Mamonga. And, you know, neither here nor there. And it's in a world called Nazarick. And uh, he's, like, reminiscing with, like, four of his buddies in the guild uh, before the game shuts down. They're, like, just like, uh, it's kind of a farewell thing, right? So he stays on to, to, like, just count it down, assuming it's going to kick him off, right? And it doesn't it Kicks doesn't him in it, 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 it he finds out he doesn't go anywhere he doesn't he doesn't get kicked off or anything but he loses the ability to to, to log out he loses the ability to direct message anyone and he finds out he kind of has like some administrative powers so he can like alter like npc some npcs like well doesn't he uh, do that before like he motives? gets transported and that's why in that mind it's your I, show i i believe that's after he gets after after everything shuts down or supposed to shut down right um, The series is unique in the way that – and you kind of touched on this. The main character is already an all-powerful being with no – but with no – the issue is not with him becoming stronger or becoming, like, more powerful or whatever. It's with psychological issues. Right. It's like, oh, maybe you because shouldn't this is, kill that guy, you know? That guy's fine. Or maybe you shouldn't uh, destroy this whole city. Because one thing about the show, I remember, uh, I think I don't know if you mentioned,
0: is uh, the whole thing is he's a villain. He's a villain trying to take over the world.
1: He's literally skeletal. But that's the thing. He doesn't start off that way, and he's not purely a villain because he, his no. motivations aren't like to take over the world. He just kinda... he's just trying to get noticed by other players that might exist. Right? In the game. Oh my god! It's been so long since I actually right. saw. Oh, it's great though. It's great. I love it. Uh, <laughs> starts off a little incelly. Oh yeah. Because he literally reprograms this NPC to like fall in love with him, or multiple, like multiple of his like super OP like guardians that he keeps around him all the time. They're like They're obviously like, these hey you ladies women. here
0: you wanna jump my bones You're oh in well, love I'm a with skeleton me and super horny yeah. all the time uh-huh. very very incel and that's yeah, like it's... the basis of it. Isekai,
1: is just like right and it and it only really starts off that way. That kind of. Takes a back seat. Thank God, because it's just <laughs> the cringiest part of the show. Oh God, but it, if it. you can get past that, it's such a such a such a great, such a great show to watch. And like I said, the issue stops being, "Hey, how powerful can I get?" and starts to be like, "How morally fucked up can I get?" or like, "Am I going is am, is my goals still align with what I'm doing?" And What's um. It kind of reminds me of a
0: like a of an epic. I think it's called an epic. um Fantastic Mr. Faust, I think it's called. No. <laughs> I forgot what it's Faust. it's like an old like very old epic tale, you know, that they would Faust? teach Faust.
1: I think it's just well Faust, like you've heard of like a Faustian a Faustian uh, bargain. bargain.
0: Yeah, it's that guy. Faust. Where it's um he trades everything to have like all the power in the world and instead of using it for good, he just slowly like becomes more and more of an asshole like he starts from like flying from the mountaintops and then he ends then he goes to like maybe give a a king a wedgie or something because he's (laughs) invisible and then he just literally spits on a homeless guy and then he goes to hell
1: (laughs) sounds about right yeah uh all right that's all i have to say about my show uh do you want to jump into some questions here let's do it all right random number generator let's do this generate 21. Have we done 21 yet? 21 day one. 21. Shout out to people who like that one vine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever had any mishaps with podcasting? Duh. Uh, I, uh, not huge ones, honestly. Not huge ones. There was that
0: one time somebody misremembered a... S- one minute off what?
1: We've got a one minute
0: gap in the podcast right oh, now. Oh, yeah. We Oh, boy. We've been having some technical issues lately. Um, where our our audio just cuts out, and we're not actually sure what happens.
1: We thought we had it nailed down at one point, but it shows. It just shows up, and it's it's probably gonna be, got a whole minute, a whole minute. Yeah. What we gotta do is we've gotta get a uh, ancillary hard drive, so it goes to the hard drive. Okay. Uh, I have one. Well, next time. All Next right. Time. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that's that's really the biggest but, mishap. Well, we've the had biggest
0: mix. I think the biggest of all time was somebody misremembered a Simpsons God moment. Damn it, shut up. And just
1: <laughs> wanted that
0: cut from the episode. It
1: was the wrong song. I, I have said So many stupid things. Yeah, but not like I, okay, okay, hang on. This reminds me of something that I need to repair. No. Oh God. <laughs> so it's, we talked about Chris Kyle on an episode oh, okay. a few a few episodes back and while Chris Kyle is the character based on that is that American Sniper is based on and he wrote a book of the same name <clears throat> while he was and I say was because he was tragically murdered while he was and can be considered an American hero for his his duties performed for not performed but his duties he like, towards the, the um, for, for America like with his <clears throat> fellow soldiers
0: he put his life uh, at risk a lot. He Absolutely. was a great soldier. Great soldier, maybe but not the said best. Said
1: some person. maybe said some pretty terrible things about some huh, about some about a lot of different people. Uh, so I just wanted to go out there and say, yeah, Tyler was kind of right. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's a it's a gray area. He was but the racist. question wasn't what's the most. <laughs> What's the time you backed
0: up a racist Nate? It was what was a bad production fact. I don't know. <laughs> that's no. That's a that's a
1: that's a that's a pretty big mishap with uh, podcasting.
0: Anyway, whatever.
1: No one's ever going to be like. I feel like I needed to go. Okay, out Okay. Fair that. enough. All right. Let's do our next question here. This
0: is question number two. <clears throat> Not twenty one again. Just do twelve. Oh, <laughs> twenty one
1: again. All right. Eight. Let's see have We done eight. We have done okay. Oh my next God. One. Why didn't you erase it then? Ten. I have it highlighted. Uh, favorite movie from your least favorite genre.
0: Okay. That's. Hard. Um, what's your least favorite genre? What's mine? I don't know
1: Probably horror Really? I'd say horror uh, <clears throat> Mine's definitely got to be a toss-up between The Witch and The Lighthouse Both have yet by to see the lighthouse. Robert Eggers, I believe I would say my least favorite genre
0: is probably drama And I can't think of a dramatic movie Oh, I don't know would you consider goodwill hunting a drama? Yeah. Then goodwill hunting. Goodwill hunting is... Goodwill su- hunting? God. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Mark. No. I know. I'm just talking into the void when I say it. I have doesn't to say no. doesn't mean anything. I have to say no. I every know. Time. I know.
1: Uh, but yeah, mine is probably... My least favorite genre, probably horror. And I'm probably going to say The Witch. Because it was just... I didn't get it. It was just... The atmosphere it put off was just pure yeah. discomfort, and I feel like that's that's exactly what I was going for. Have you seen um, It Follows? Yeah,
0: I really like that. I, I watched that with Christina, and uh, I don't know. As soon as it ended, she's like, "That fucking sucked." <laughs> and I'm like, "Why? It was good." Because you have bad taste in movies. Well, maybe just horror movies. All right, one last question, <laughs> and kidding. I think it's time to sign off. I, I gotta go agreed. find a car. Oh. My car is in the shop, and hopefully, it'll be done by the time. We get done with this. All right, 13. 13.
1: Favorite comic book film slash TV adaptation. Oh, you can go first because I, I, I'm
0: going to talk for a minute about this. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Hands down. It's probably also my favorite Batman movie, but Batman Under Red Hood. Oh, from an start, film. Okay. From start <laughs> to finish, it is awesome. Like we watched it together a while back and yeah. I think you even says, like, that was great. It was great. Yeah, uh, I forget who plays the Batman, but you have Jason Ackles from Supernatural. He plays Red Hood. Uh, an Jensen. Anti-
1: Jensen. Jensen Ackles? Jason? Jensen. Jensen. Doesn't that Ackles. guy. <laughs> that
0: guy. Ackles. He's um he plays Red Hood. He's an antihero. It's really good. Uh the Joker's in it and the guy who voices it is John DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. Who plays Bender on Futurama Jake from Adventure Time? And he kills it. He is a very good Joker, very specific, gritty, um, little, like just the perfect amount of funny for him a Joker. Uh, Start to finish, it's a great Batman flick. Mm -hmm. Batman Under Red Hood, it's available on um, HBO Max. I highly recommend
1: it if you're a Batman film and you have not seen it you know I really don't know what mine is. I really don't know, because when I'm thinking of what what movie am I gonna watch, like what comic book movie would I want to put put on right now, or what comic book movie I've watched the most? <sighs> That's tough. I'm I I seriously I think it's got to be Endgame. Really? Just you I, put Endgame over Infinity War? Oh yeah. I do that, and it's it's kind of an unpopular thing, but it's just. I mean, the last thirty minutes. are some are seriously. The best oh yeah, there are some seriously models. cringy moments in Endgame. And the whole time heist thing. Though, oh yeah, that's that's here it's or there, just, but it, it's, whatever. It's it's just you know just thematic things that you wouldn't put Venom first. No, <laughs> <laughs> Venom is my favorite character of all time in any form of media, but. The movie was very okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so middle of the road and yeah. so safe.
0: Maybe the next one will be better. Hopefully. Yeah, I'm not. When is my that coming up.
1: out? <laughs> uh September. I'm pretty sure. Actually, a lot of things coming out in the fall. I'm excited. Se- September or October. If it it's might Octo- be October. Everything's coming out in October. Oh, so many things are the coming out. In Dune, the Dune. Um, French Disp- dispatch dispatch. French Dispatch comes out the same day as. Don't Dune. know what that is. I'll oh, look it up. It's the new okay. Wes Anderson movie. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, Wes Anderson, not one of my favorite directors. I want to like him, but I, I
1: feel like I feel like I could see that. I could feel like you.
0: I do love. If we're talking, if we're going back to what's your favorite movie from Elise's favorite genre, and Wes Anderson kind of feels like his his own genre. Oh uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. The Life Aquatic is my <laughs> favorite. Wes, I love that movie. Love it. That's a great it's film. so good. Uh, other than that, I think we're I think we're about ready to wrap it up. Yep. Do we have? Uh, are we gonna set and do Suicide Squad this weekend? For I, you know, I'm not really sure when that releases. I think that'd be good for maybe next weekend. But uh, let's chat and we'll we'll make an announcement and see if we can get another. Do guest you have a host suggestion? On. Fucking yeah! Hit shoot us a up if you if you've got something that you want us to cover, like in like three days (laughs) or in the future, you know, uh, because a good suggestion we'll do like this weekend, man, hit us (laughs) up. Please, please talk to us. And if you want us to succeed in this, share us. Yeah. The shares, please, please share us. Um, We want to do this full time. We want to come to your ears with entertainment 24 seven. And another thing um, we have gotten a couple of, Subscribe, donators too. If that's we got something, more? uh, no, just just the the couple that we've got. Uh, if that's something sure. that you want to do, sure. we would g- generously appreciate it,
0: even if it's a penny. Yeah, even to if know it's we can like, say
1: that we have, or like a buck or something like that. Yeah, obviously just to just to just to have something coming in we would really really greatly appreciate it not, not that we're begging or anything <laughs> we don't need you but if you want us to be famous and then also but more blackmail us and be like we're the ones who put you up here yeah. we shared your posts yeah that's what's more important yeah. the most important thing is please please share us please tell us about you. tell tell, tell-, uh, tell your friends about us um, and please talk to us Uh, email us flannel at gmail.com. Don't forget to send us questions. Don't forget to
0: all the things Nate just said. I don't know why I'm going on with this. Uh, hopefully coming out with another episode of flannel desk proper on, um, this weekend, Sunday, Sunday. probably.
1: All right, everybody. Like we like to say here and not fuck up from every once in a while, uh, go weird or go home, but don't go to a weird home. (laughs) See ya.